Thank you for clicking on the Digital Selling Secrets podcast. You're about to hear the second half of the interview with Glenn Lundy. And if you're just now tuning in, Glenn Lundy has one of the fastest growing Facebook groups right now. It's called Rise and Grind. Glenn's been featured on CBS, NBC, ABC for his sales and thought leadership. Very inspiring person to listen to. And in the second half of the interview, he explains some times where he's overcome adversity. And I think if you're a sales leader or sales professional, you will especially find this inspiring. So after this one minute intro, we'll dive right back in to the second half of the interview. But the reality is we're human. And when we're on social media and we're only seeing the highlight reel, when something human pops up, something relatable, something vulnerable, that builds trust. Then what I have to do is offer them something that has a high enough perceived value to overcome their desire to not get pitched or spammed or bothered or annoyed. I have to go on a gut level first and foremost, what sells me? How do we take some of the repetitive, quote unquote, bureaucratic tasks out of the hands of the rep and automate those to free up time for them to spend selling? How can we create a place where it's positive, where there's nothing but motivation, education, and inspiration, and how can we do it consistently? So, so like attracts like, right? Yep. We're going we're, we're gonna to attract people that align with us, that um, maybe believe some of the same things that we believe, and that our energy enhances and increases their energy is typically how the human race works and develops. Uh, if you back, back when we could walk through malls, if you'd walk through the malls, you could always tell like those four guys are all buddies. They're dressed the same, right? And the, this family's kind of dressed the same and so on and so forth. You can see those things because it's just human nature. So my group is a lot of people that are very similar to me. Um, you know, they're typically in that age range between like 30 and 50. I'm 42, you know, so they're right in that 30 to 50 range. A lot of people with, with kids and are married because I'm a husband to one and a father to seven. Very few have as many kids as I do, but um, a lot of people with kids. And it's a lot of people in automotive, of course, because I've got an automotive background. So a lot of people from that. And then, of course, like self-development, people that are into self-development, into the Grant Cardone, the Jim Rohn, the Tony Robbins, the John Maxwells, the Les Browns, the Eric Thomases, you know, all of that stuff. It's people that are kind of into that as well. So when you round it around, it's crazy, man. We're 51% women, 49% men, which is amazing to be able to create a place where both women and men really tend to enjoy it and grow and thrive. Um, and really, it's just people that are trying to become the best versions of themselves that they can possibly be and have a servant heart to want to go out and make an impact in other people's lives. Glenn, you, you named a lot of these, uh, a lot of these authors, if you want to call them that, like, uh, sure. Sure. Know, who are your biggest influences among all these inspirational and motivational leaders? Man, if you could... Uh, you know how everybody's got like a Jiminy Cricket, like in Pinocchio, it was a little Jiminy right, Cricket. Yeah. I got like a hundred of them sitting on my, sit, they're all sitting down my shoulders and my arms on both sides, man. They, they talk in my head all the time. So each, each leader, as you grow and develop, especially in the self-development world, each leader kind of has a season and a time to where they help build your foundation in life. So when I was first coming out of homelessness, first coming out, you know, I've been to jail, things like that. When I was coming out of that season of my life, 
like Eric Thomas and Les Brown. Those were my, those were my Jiminy Crickets, right? They were, they were right here on my shoulders. They were pushing me and yelling at me and smacking me around and all of those things that Eric and Les are really good at. Les is, Les is really good at helping you see the growth in the struggle, right? Like he's, he, he gets emotional and talks about being born, uh, you know, an abandoned baby born in a warehouse and all of those things. And so that season for me was less than Eric. Now, as I climbed out of that, started to have more success in business, more success like with my wife and in my relationships, then it started to shift a little bit more to the John Maxwell's, the Jim Rohn's, um, the Bob Proctor's, those, those types of things that are more like strategic as far as building a business or strategic as far as creating financial wealth. So a little bit different season there. Um, as far as now, you know, Grant Cardone's been a consistent through the whole thing. I've been, I've been learning from Grant Cardone since I was 19 years old. So he's, he's always been a, a part of everything that I do. And he's always, he's always in my ear. Um, but I'd say now I'm starting to look at like Ed Milet. Um, Ed Milet's got a lot of stuff going on and he's kind of at a level that I hope to achieve one day. And, and, and I think that's really what it's all about is find someone that's at that level that you hope to be at, but you can still connect with at the season you are in and then start to continue to, to change that circle as you level up and level up and level up. Makes that, sense. Makes total yeah. sense. That's so powerful. And I, I think it's so helpful for especially sales professionals. I guess no matter where they're, I was going to say sales professionals when they're first starting out, but anytime in their career, because right. I remember right. I started out in a hundred percent commission sales environment and working for a corporation and it's easy to get beat down. You know, it's, no you know, got, got to meet your numbers. You have your quotas. And if you have some sort of influence or, or some sort of tribe that you're part of or group that you're part of, that really builds you up and keeps you a hundred percent, no matter, cause sales is a tough, you I mean, you know, better than anybody. Oh yeah. It's a tough, <laughs> tough industry, tough field. And it doesn't get the respect it deserves. Um, so it's, tell us a little bit about your sales background. I know you've, you've worked with some different uh, automotive dealerships in the past. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So I started, you know, I've been a salesman, Forever, dude. I've been I've been selling forever. I used to go buy boxes of uh, blow pops at uh, yeah, get a box. yeah, man. You yeah, can get yeah. them for like four bucks, and if you sold them at a quarter a piece, you'd make twelve dollars exactly. a box, man. <laughs> so I was known as the candy man, you know, at kid and, and as a kid, and I and I knew that the teachers weren't going to be cool with it, so I started by like selling to my teachers first, right? I got the teachers on board, and then I'd start selling to all the kids in the school. So I've just always been in sales. So it started with candy. And then, you know, as I got older, made some mistakes, sold some things I probably shouldn't have sold. And then I went from there to America online, man. I was working for a company called Sterner and Klein and I was selling America online over the phone to people who had canceled their accounts and hated America online and had gotten billed for six months when they weren't supposed to get billed. And here I was calling them like, Hey, you should come back. And they're like, we hate you. You're the devil. And I'm like, no, we're going to give you six months more free. Right. <laughs> so I did, I did the phone sales thing for about a year, a little over a year. And then I saw an ad in the paper um, that said, earn $5,000 a month guaranteed. And I was like, "Woo, that's all the money in the world right there. <laughs> and it turned out to be a Nissan Subaru dealership. And so I went there and got hired and sold my first car, which was a yellow Nissan Xterra. 
to a young lady that couldn't drive a stick shift. So I took her up in the woods and I taught her how to drive a stick and wow. she drove it off the lot that day. And I've been hooked on the automotive side of sales, you know, ever since. So I worked at that store, Nissan Subaru store for like eight years, got kicked in my teeth, did the 80 hour weeks, ruined all my relationships. Life sucked outside of work. Like it was all of those things, but I was really good at it. And uh, it actually left a bitter taste in my mouth. So I left the auto industry after eight years because I was like, everything around me was crashing down. The only thing that I was that was good was like my career because I just happened to be good at sales. Um, but I didn't have any life skills. And I didn't have any moral compass. And I didn't have any of those, any of those things. And so the auto industry kind of gave me a bitter taste. So I left that, went through a season of trying to find myself, which was rough. Landed in Kentucky, built my own business um, doing free poker. So we were doing free poker tournaments in bars and restaurants all over the state of Kentucky. I got sponsored by Budweiser and I did that whole thing. And that's where I met my wife. And then she got pregnant. And then she was like, bro, you cannot hang out in the bar every night, seven nights a week <laughs> till three in the morning. We got babies to take care of. And so I went back into the automotive industry at a great dealership called Dan Cummins Chevrolet and Buick in Paris, Kentucky, population 9,600. And I just went in with a different mindset that I wasn't going to allow the industry to ruin my life. Instead, I was going to make an impact on the industry. And in doing so, we were able to grow that dealership from selling 120 cars a month to March of 2018 was our best month. We sold 1,043 cars in 27 wow. business days in a tiny little town, population 9,600. They told us it couldn't be done um, and we did it. And then now I am working with dealers all across the country. I have over 40 dealerships that I work with. I work with the leadership, the owners and the general managers to help them have, this, have similar success as what we've had. Wow, that, that, that's so cool. Um, when you've mentioned when you first started in your career, you know, I. There were some things that you mentioned that every sales professional should think of, I think. And that is, you mentioned the stick shift, right? Teaching, yeah, teaching her to, so you identified a problem, right? Yep. And you added value and you saw, you solved that problem versus just going in with the features and benefits of the car, uh, which was very neat. And then you, then you grew that eventually in your career to, I mean, defeated all odds, basically. Um, a small hey, town. Don't forget kicked in the teeth i think that's that's really yeah yeah exactly <laughs> over and over and over and over and over <laughs> these okay. teeth are newer teeth so they look good but the ones i used to have were beat up man <laughs> hey, cheers to that. <laughs> that's a perfect story for if you if there's a sales professional tuning in tuning in right now i mean that's i mean they need to really think about that is you added value i mean you got kicked in the teeth you kept going and then you defeated all odds i mean i think it's easy to look at some of the negative things that are out there, you know, for you example, you, you could, you could have said, Oh, this is a small town. Oh, I'll never be able to sell anything here. But then you had, you set record numbers despite the constraints that were there, you were able to innovate and overcome that. So that's, that's very exciting. Um, yeah, Gary, let me touch on that real quick. One thing that I've learned and man, I've, I've been around the block a couple of times, man. I, I hate to admit it. I'm getting up there in age a little bit and I've lived in 17 different states and I've had seasons of broke and poverty and, and, and seasons of wealth and success. And, and one thing that I've learned is the magic 
the miracle, and this is even, there's even biblical text that talks about this, but the miracle is in what's left. So people are always focused on what they don't have, what they lack, what's missing. If I only had, if I could, right? There's all these ifs and they, they limit themselves. When in reality, the resources that you have available to you right now, whatever that looks like, if you focus and dial in on those, what is left and create from there, that's when, you, that's when the magic happens, man. That's where the miracle is. So at that particular dealership, we never looked at, well, we don't have enough people. Well, we're in a remote location, anything like that. Instead, we looked at what do we have? Well, we have, we have great products, right? General Motors makes a great product. We've got great products. We have the ability to hire and place and train great people right? So we got great people. We got great products. We have technology, man. We have digital, we have internet. It used to be you had to buy your dealership close to a freeway, right? So that people could see it and drive by. Now the information freeway is all around, yep. right? I can sell cars to Seattle, Washington. I can sell cars to Florida. I can sell cars to Wyoming. I don't have to just sell cars to the people within 12 miles of my dealership like we used to have to do 30 years ago. You know, so things are, things are, are 20 years ago. So things are just so much, um, there's so much more available. And if you look at what you have and create from where you are, it's amazing what you can accomplish. Glenn, I, I really, really like what you said there that about focusing on what you have and what you are as opposed to what you don't have. Um, you know, I've managed sales teams as well. And, you know, we salespeople tend to be, a little needy sometimes and sure. uh, and let's be honest a little whiny sometimes too <laughs> i've been there and uh, i have teams that uh, that have done that as well like well if i only had this i would have hit my number if i only had that if right. i only you know i that person is this that person is that that's why they're doing so well but and i really like what you said well if you focus and think about what you have and improve and focus on that i had a really good manager once who told me he said jerry you know, we all understand our weaknesses, but if you focus on your strengths, you can be a whole lot better. So right. I, I really appreciate what you said there. Man, Thank no you. problem, man. Yeah, that's very powerful for, I mean, even if you're not in sales, just to hear that message. Right. Um, so um, I, I know we're running short on time here, uh, Glenn. If, if somebody wants to reach out to you, I, I know we've mentioned some of your shows. Uh, do you mind sharing, sharing that one more time for those of y'all that, for those that have tuned in and just now um, listening to the show? How, yeah, how, sure, man. Yeah. The, the easiest way to get, get uh, to connect with me is just go to glennlundy.com. And if you go there, you'll be able to connect to the Rise and Grind group. You can connect to my 800% club where I'm working with dealers. You can connect to any events that we've got going on, my Instagram, my Facebook, all that stuff's in one, one stop shop at glennlundy.com. Nice. Yeah, I'm sure. I think Jerry and I fit into your, uh, based on what you've described, I think we're a perfect fit for, uh, for your group. So uh, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be tuning in as, on a regular basis as well. Beautiful, man. Be glad to have you guys. It'd be great to get to know you even better. Absolutely. Well, uh, for those of y'all that have been tuning in, uh, thanks for tuning in to the Digital Selling Secrets podcast. Stay tuned for future episodes on B2B sales related to leadership, digital transformation, and of course, sales. Thank you.